We work hard for the money, do 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 do. So hard for the money, do 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 do. We work hard for the money, so you better treat her right. Welcome to the MIB Podcast, where we help you chase your dreams side by side. And now, your hosts, Mike and Talia Osborne. What's up? Everybody, Mike and Talia, you're listening to the MIB Podcast. Married and in business. Hope everybody's having a fantastic week. And hope your Monday is going fantastic. That's when this episode will come out. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody has the case of the Mondays. <laughs> and if you live here in Virginia or uh, Northern Virginia or what, like Western Carolina, uh, yeah. you, you got snow. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Some storm named San Diego, I think it's called. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Me and Ty have no clue what's going on. Everybody was panicking about snow and this and that. And we went out shopping. Because <laughs> that's what entrepreneurs See, do. When you spend three years in Maine, you get a cold, just icebox heart. <laughs> and you don't care about snow. Honey, you just, it's you time a, to go and shop. It's time to work. icebox where your heart used to be? Just like the song. <laughs> and we literally, we're just going out there, we're shopping. Like, we got business to do. It doesn't stop us. Didn't stop us in Maine. No, definitely like, not going to stop us in Virginia. <laughs> we literally got, we had to clear off like inches off our car several times in Maine going from store to store, and we didn't care. Nope. Ain't gonna stop us there. Why would a little bit of rain stop us here? That's all we got. We got rain about 15 minutes away. They got snow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how that works. Yeah. We're right against, we're literally like a mile, not even a mile from water. We're surrounded by many different waters, so we are safe. (laughs) And my parents in Richmond got like eight inches of snow. Yeah, so far I got a lot of friends out there got 11 inches. Crazy. So just a dusting. (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys, so what else has been going on with us? We have been maintaining great sales throughout so, the time. Yeah, sales have been really good, have never dropped underneath, uh, uh, wouldn't you like to know? And <laughs> let's see, uh, at several days where it was definitely, it was annualized out to well over a million dollars in sales. So maybe next year, which is on my wall already, one and a half million in sales, a million dollars in sales. Uh, minimum next year between our private labels and this and that mm-hmm. and uh kind of thing we have five SKUs right now under private label and um two are sold out pretty awesome yeah and we launched them two weeks ago it's a good problem to probably have. two it wasn't two weeks Nine, ago was two it weeks ago. like 10 days ago so we sold out really quick we ranked it we did it did exactly what we wanted it to do we bought a a test run just to get it to rank and now we have already replaced our reorder so we just spent a ridiculous amount of money on, or invested, I guess, on Alibaba and a, a few different places. And we got a lot of work coming to us in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I'm excited about it, though, because making money is fun. I mean, it really is, especially when you get to create the product and start the whole process and figure out what you want it to look like and how you want to package it. And then it comes to you and it's beautiful and you're excited. So, and then it starts selling and it's a great feeling. Yeah. And it didn't go as planned, right? But I feel like uh, on The Flash, it's Captain Cold. He's like, make the plan. Execute the plan. <laughs> plan goes awry. Re- you know, throw out the plan. <laughs> and that's kind of what we did. Like, we had a backup plan, which was what we, we ended up successfully doing. Yeah. Like, more than we could imagine. And the first plan did not go well. No, it didn't. And I think maybe after the new year, we'll talk about that more in detail after 
Um, after the fourth quarter. Yeah, why not after the fourth quarter? But uh, yeah, definitely was good. We had a child turn nine this weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have two kids. One has birthday on December 28th, which is our soon to be 11 year old. And we have our daughter Chase, which is the second born, which was December 8th. So Friday, we had 20-something children over here. Oh, it was crazy. And let me uh, we'll remind you, we've never met any of these parents except for this day. Yeah. We had several of the kids stay the night, never knowing who we are. Yep. Right? And we had 20-plus kids here. And, and how many parents stood? One. One parent stayed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And she actually knows us, and the other parents didn't. And they, <laughs> and they left us with their children. <laughs> so it was a massive, massive, uh, big kid blowout. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a success. I mean, yeah, it, I'm pretty it went sure pretty it good. Kids had a good time. Yeah. Kids won prizes. They did their Fortnite dance battle things and ate weird foods. Ate weird foods and they're happy. Yeah. So it was a su- success and we're happy. Our girls were happy. And ooh, it'll be a while before I do that again. Maybe in the spring ish, maybe. We'll for see. what? Just for fun. Another birthday party? No, just for fun. Yeah. We're not having more. Well, I mean, we'll have more kids, but maybe I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, but, yeah, the, we got to do one more thing. Uh, yeah, and then this uh, week from yesterday, today's Sunday, um, Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, we are going on vacation for a week. Very earned, well-earned vacation. Yeah, and we, we are literally running on fumes at the moment. We are all, we still have not spent all of our budget, and we're kind of wondering the whole, I'm kind of, you know, should we hold a little bit back? Because our next paycheck is pretty great already. Yeah, yeah. We, we're only one weekend, not even one weekend. Our paycheck is already phenomenal, and if we double it, it's going to be even that much gooder. <laughs> so, and we, we're thinking about holding a little bit of money back, but I don't know. I think it's going to kill us not to shop. <laughs> It'll kill me for sure. You, yeah, you do a lot better with not shopping than I but do. But this week, I think Tayo probably will go buy a few things this week. And you know, tomorrow was our deadline, December tenth, like we said, of when we want to send stuff in. But that's our deadline for like. If Christmas wants to be sold by Christmas, but we will probably keep buying everyday stuff, no problem, whatever. After that, yeah. So we won't stop and be like, oh, vacation mode for three weeks. Nah, not even a little bit. Right? No, we don't do that. If at we all. find anything on vacation, we'll probably send it in. Yeah. We keep debating, we keep going back and forth. Like we have our business that fits in a bag, right? We have our Dymo label printer. Yep. And we have a laptop that we have everything on that we can use because our software, everything we do for inventory is all online, inventory lab and all that. Um, so everything we need, we can fit into a book bag outside of, you know, shipping boxes, which we can just grab at a local U-Haul. Yep. Um, so we keep debating to do that while on vacation. I know it's not, it's not good, but then again, it's, you hate when you take a vacation and the sales just start going down because you didn't send anything in. Or you didn't send enough in. Or you didn't send enough in. And it, it, it's never enough. No, it's never enough. Especially because our stuff is selling so fast that it's great, but nothing's there. <laughs> yeah. And we feel like every day we're like, new shipments get in, and our sales are like, oh, like, man, they kind of suck today. And okay, they're back. And the next day, oh, they suck again, and more stuff gets there, and okay, we're back. Yeah. Right? But besides that, I mean, eBay's kind of been sucking lately, to be honest. It's very underwhelming. Um, and that, but I say that, but I haven't worked on it. I haven't put an item on eBay in probably nearly a month. Yeah. So I guess it's my fault. <laughs> but I do have stuff to put on there. And but we've been working so hard on everything else that I've kind of pushed it to the wayside. But I mean don't don't get um I think I looked at my last thirty days. I've done something like forty five hundred in sales. So it's not like we're sucking that bad. It's just 
you know, I was hoping to sell things for three times what they're really worth. And <laughs> eBay, everybody's cheapskates. <laughs> Apparently. All right, guys. So as usual, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash MIB podcast. Send us your success stories. We love, love, love to hear them. Info at the MIB podcast.com. If you just started taking action, meaning you just started shopping, you just started scanning, researching, figuring out Amazon, the whole Amazon eBay thing, then send us a, a email. Let us know that we'd love to share your success and you're just taking action on the show. Yep, and uh, today's episode is episode number... 66. 66, and what is it titled, Miss Talia Ray? <laughs> Married and pricing. Pricing. Very well, simple. Everybody right now, it's like that song, um, there's really two songs that come to mind. Like one is, uh, go ahead and sing it for us. You work hard for the money, do 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 so hard for the money, do 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 She works hard for the money, so you better treat her right. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's pretty good. I'm trying, and the other one that comes to mind is No Wind to Hold on, No Wind to Fall. I don't know that song. I you did it before. I'm trying to think why we did that song before in a different podcast. You remember why, Talia? By any chance? She went to go let the dog in. What? How professional, right? Ty, why did we sing that song before? No one to hold them, no one to fold them. Was it the um, same topic? Are we doing the same topic again? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I don't think so, but yeah, I don't remember. Eh, whatever. It shows we've been going so hard. We don't even know what's up or down. Either way, I think you can get a lot out of this because right now is a time where prices, there's two things, either Amazon has it in stock and never loses it, mm -hmm. which three of our items that we have, they should be worth three times as much, but Amazon refuses to sell them for less than you can buy them at any major store on the planet. Right. Meaning you can't even buy this stuff wholesale for as cheap as they are. Yeah. And or, that's probably why they get them because they probably have some deal with some you know, distributor and they say, well, we won't sell them you know, beneath this price or above this price. And that's where they stick to until they run out. Yeah, I mean, these prices are like add-on prices. So low that, uh, I mean, literally, we have an item there. We paid 15 bucks for it a year ago. We still have, <laughs> we brought them back home and then sent them back out. They're selling for $10.88, right? Yeah. And the item is the fulfillment fee for Amazon to ship it alone is $15. It literally costs 15 bucks for them just to ship the stupid thing for us. How the heck can you compete when they sell it for 1088? You can't. So, yeah, that stuff. Second one is the price is so freaking inflated, meaning you have a uh, fidget spinner, which of course you don't. Don't don't sell those. No, don't touch a fidget but spinner. But you pay a buck for it and they're selling for like 50 bucks a piece. Right. Which is a stupid price for this item, right? And this is where um, like we've had things in the past like video game consoles and things like that that were so in demand. We had them, bought them for 50 bucks, sell them for like 250 right. because no one has them, right. right? So you have those, but that doesn't last forever. No. And right. so this episode's important because we kind of want to talk about how you price an item initially. Uh, we want to talk about how often do you check your pricing. And, and this can go year round. So 
don't take this as a fourth quarter episode. This is a year-round episode. Yeah, and this is go for eBay or Amazon. Mostly, we're going to be referring mostly to Amazon, but I did this myself yesterday with eBay. Right. I looked at, I priced everything months ago for at an inflated price because I wanted more money. And I assumed that during the fourth quarter, the prices would jump so much more for this item, especially because you could not get them anymore. Right? Yeah. I was wrong on a lot of these items. Yeah. So they just weren't hot enough, but I could still make money. So I had to rearrange things. So, yep. And it. then we're also going to talk about are you going to wait or are you going to drop the price? And then we'll talk about the race to the bottom. Okay. Let's do it. So, um, initial pricing. And so the reason why we're doing all this is so you don't be an Amazon jerk <laughs> where you randomly drop your price 10 bucks lower than everybody else in to make what a dollar or something i, I don't get yeah, it like get to it make either. no money yeah I, I think there's people out there are so afraid that they're going to just randomly say oh my gosh i'm so scared i want to sell all mine i'll get my five bucks back <laughs> yeah and they drop the price and they make a dollar or something stupid yeah it's crazy all right so your initial pricing so when you're scanning an item in the store you're going to be looking at what your return on investment is uh, how much you're investing into the product and your competitors, because any app out there uh, besides the Amazon seller app, I don't believe the Amazon seller app tells you what everyone else is selling for. So you would have to go into yeah, Amazon and uh, amazon.com and it will show you there what your competitors are selling you can for. You click on like the competitors in Amazon on the app and it'll take you in. But yeah. Uh, but the reason we like, Profit Bandit and the Inventory Lab uh, app, which is Scoutify 2, I believe is what they're at now. Uh, those two apps actually show you right on the same page uh, what your competitors have that product for, what your profit is, and then you can also go into Amazon.com and you can see if those people are actually in stock, things like that. So when you're pricing, you want to look at all those aspects. You want to look at rank. Those are all really important. And you're going to check and see if it's worth you sending in, right? So that's the first step. So then once you get it home, now you're going to price it again. So you're either going to put it in um, using the Amazon Seller Central or we use Inventory Lab. And so when we use Inventory Lab, it shows us right there on the same page. We scan our item. The item pops up. We click on the correct one, correct ranking and all that. And then it shows us who has it FBA, who has it merchant fulfilled, if it's used or new, and then what our profit is based on what we purchased the item for, for. So when we're looking at that, sometimes you can buy an item and it's amazing. And then you get it home. <laughs> it could be a day later. It could be a couple hours later. That item has dropped rank or raised rank or the price has dropped dramatically or the price has gone up significantly. Uh, and so it's really important to make sure that you're not just making assumptions. Cause we, you know, sometimes we'll get an item and it, it was good when we got it or when we got it at the store, but when we got it home, we're like, eh, let's just take it back. Yeah. Right. And there's no shame in taking anything back. Please don't feel bad. Like if you saw how many times I've taken items back, uh, I, at first I was a little like timid about it. Like, I really didn't want to do it. Uh, but now I'm like, just give my money back so I buy something else. And I'm going to buy it from your store, so don't be mad about it. <laughs> yeah, and we, most of the time we, we're literally doing the return as we're doing the purchase. And we're saying, we're returning these items, just give us a gift card. We'll use it right towards this purchase. Yep, exactly. Um, and so what you want to do, though, is do your initial pricing, get home. You're going to price it again. Make sure it's still accurate from what you bought before. 
Um, and if you're not using something like Inventory Lab, then you're using uh, the Seller Central uh, process, then you can still go to the listing that you're using and check your, uh, your competitor's pricing that way to make sure that it's accurate. And sometimes like things like Inventory Lab aren't accurate because they're basing it off of prices where Amazon has this new thing that we really don't like where it says, you know, you can buy this item at $13.99. Well, when you bought it, you thought you were getting, you're going to be able to sell it for $50, right? So you get it home, you put it in Inventory Lab, it says $13.99. You're like, what the heck? So you click on the link, it takes you to um, Amazon. And on there, it says back ordered. And it's like 50 people are back ordered. And everyone above you is back ordered. Yeah. And so you can still sell your item for the price that you want. But if you don't do the research, you might be fooled into thinking that you won't be able to make the profit that you want to make. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to do your research. And a weird thing about that too is the back ordered items. Like I've looked at it and we come up as a seller and it shows us as back ordered. I'm looking and we have them in our inventory. So it's almost, it's very weird. So it's just, there's a, a delay between it actually showing up in inventory and Amazon and then being in back order. Or it will show us being like, you know, back ordered till, you know, two days in the future. Mm -hmm. In reality, it's there at the warehouse and they just haven't put it in stock, whatever. And I'm like, maybe they're just like worst case scenario. I really don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, either way, super annoying. Like, and the thing is, like these people, like they won't, might not be in stock for Christmas. We went to an item today, and they're like, you know, won't be in stock till December twenty first. I'm like, well, if it's that far in the future, which is like two months or two weeks from today or whatever, man, it's a pretty good chance you ain't gonna get it. Right? <laughs> right. You might as well pay the a couple hundred bucks buy it from me, which I will be in stock pay before December twenty first. Yes. All right, so that's your initial pricing. So number two is how often do you check your pricing? Uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Most times we try not to, well, we, every morning we wake up and Talia or me or whatever, now it's going a lot more to Talia, goes through pricing. Mm -hmm. We look at every item and because there's a lot of people out there that use free pricers and they'll be beating us in the buy box by a penny. And most of the time it really, when especially because we're kind of a, uh, seasoned account. We're uh, almost like a veteran account because we've been around for a few years. Uh, we usually, all we have to do is beat the price by a penny and we have the buy box, right. right? So if these items are ranked so really, really low, that one penny means you'll get the sale instead of the other person. Period. Mm -hmm. Case closed. Yep. Because like, they're just going to buy from whoever has the buy box, which they assume is the lowest price. Sometimes, which not even the lowest price. Yeah, that's right? true. That's something else Talia didn't say, but we probably, I guess, should talk about is initial pricing, um, if someone sells the item for $15.99, but they're merchant fulfilled, meaning they are the ones going to be shipping out the item themselves, it's not two days free shipping through Prime, mm -hmm. you can list the item sometimes five, ten dollars $10 more than the other person and you'll still get the buy box, right? In most cases, yeah. In most cases, As long as right? you have a better account than they do, meaning maybe you've been on longer, maybe you have more review or more seller feedback, feedback, seller yeah. feedbacks. Um, and if your price is in the right place, then yeah, you'll get the buy box over a merchant fulfilled person. Now, if you have like, you know, negative stars and nobody likes you, uh, because you know, whatever, then you're less likely to get the buy box over the merchant fulfilled. But generally speaking, Amazon wants to make more money than less money and they get more money from you being a FBA seller than they do from a merchant fulfilled seller. So 
they're going to try to give you the buy box if they can over the other person, but there are matrix involved. So you just want to make sure your accountant's in good standing all the time. Yeah. So how often do we do pricing? We do it every morning, like every morning to the T, right? And we get an email every time that Amazon gets more of our shipments. So if it's like that and we know it's a shipment that we just sent out, that's got a lot of this one really good item or a bunch of really good items, we'll immediately go check it again, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we want, the whole point is we want to make sure that we, and tell you, we have a different type of business. We don't sit on items for very long. Our business is literally uh, what they have, like they show up to 250 different SKUs in the listing. We've got over that 250 SKUs for like a total of two, three days, yeah. this entire fourth quarter. So everything we get, we get and flip, get and flip. Yep. And we, we do this very, very quickly. We constantly double our money and that's the whole goal. Like every two weeks is double, 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 double. So the whole point of that is we do check our stuff probably more often we should, but it's, to me, it's just peace of mind knowing that somebody's not going to come in and beat us on price by a penny. So all there's, we missed the boat and now all of a sudden somebody really comes in and drops the price by 10 bucks and then it's a race to the bottom. Right. So we stay on top of this stuff all the time because we want to make sure that sales are always consistent. We don't miss any opportunities to sell all of our items as fast as we possibly can right. for a really big profit. And mm -hmm. that's kind of the goal. Like a lot of people do things where they never change their price. And uh, Taya's brother was one of these sellers. He just didn't, he's like, I don't know, I'm keeping it right here. Mm -hmm. And Taya went in through his account and just bulldozed it. <laughs> and all of a sudden he sold all this By stuff. his request. <laughs> By his request. <laughs> and he, she started just axing everything, just cutting prices, getting rid of it. And she didn't care. She didn't ask the guy if you got, I mean, my, my brother, whether he has $1 invested in the park, 50 time to go. Yeah. So, and you know, just in his scenario, he, you know, he probably thought he was doing the right thing by keeping the item because he's like, Hey, I want to make profit on this. I bought it to make profit. So I'm going to make profit. But he had things in his inventory that were from 2015. But he's super frugal, so I guarantee he still made money on everything. Oh, I'm sure he did. That he cut. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can't have items in your inventory from 2015. You just can't. There's no store uh, on this planet that survives in business by keeping old inventory around. What do they do when things are old? They cut the price. They make it clearance so that it can be out and the new stuff can move in because the new stuff is what's going to bring them the highest dollar. So... You know, that's really important in your business. And so that's what I did for him. I went in and I said, okay, anything that is 2000, I below 2018, it's gone. Like I'm yeah. cutting prices and you will sell this item. <laughs> You'll get money back in some form or fashion. Some items you might lose money on, but it's better than paying storage on items that you're not going to make money on anyway. So you might as well just get it gone. Or destroy them. Or just get it destroyed or sent back to you. Yeah, it's only going to cost you 50 cents either way. Like I said, we probably have like 70 of this, no, probably 60 of this one item that we've already got a jump ship, you know, <laughs> type idea. Like if this thing does not start, you know, does not finally go out of stock, we're going to, you know, jump ship, drop the price and get it out. And we're still going to make a profit. It's yeah. just this item should sell for $25 right now, not $8.98, right? <laughs> yeah. And the other product, same way. Whoa, wow. I'd rather send them back here, put them in a corner and for another year and then try again next year, <laughs> then give it away yeah. or lose money. I'm not going to lose five, 10 bucks on everyone. I'll just pay Amazon to send them back. Right. Yep. But, um, yeah. How often do we check pricing every morning? I check on my app so many times a day where I'll just, 
they'll give you a recommended prices or a few things to get the mm -hmm. buy box. If you lost it, I change them there and there, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, let's talk about that for a minute. That's a really cool feature. If you have your Amazon seller app, you can easily go on there. If you just want to do simple pricing, it's really easy. There's a little um, button on there that you can push that says pricing. Yeah, pricing opportunities. And pricing opportunities. When you go there, it says like you're missing the buy box by like 5% or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or lost the buy box. Or... Yeah, and so all you got to do is hit match and it'll match the lowest but, price. But do the do the first one, uh, the one where it's like, um, I, I can't recall off the top of my head what it is. Hold on, we're pulling out our phones. Give us a second because yeah. we want to tell you the Kaya right thing. Kaya has the game going on here. He's got no game going on. <laughs> Amazon gives you three different sections under pricing opportunities. Oh, look, we got a bunch of sales. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, so the first one's compared to buy box, right? <clears throat> this one here is, talks about a 5% difference between you and the competitor or whatever. This is very safe to do because yes. these are the ones that you want to go ahead and take care of. And one thing Talia did say is she says match. I never match. I update which means I just, I hit update button and I go one penny underneath the next guy. That's it. Right. Yeah. So the price match means maybe you might get the buy box. Maybe he will, but I know with one penny under 99% chance I'm going to get the buy box because I'm cheaper. Yep. Right. Yep. The other one is it, the low price opportunity. So this says it's uh 10% or higher where you can drop your price. So for example, I'm looking at a product that I have for, I have for $23.89. Amazon would like for me to drop it to $16.99. I'm not going to do that. And so the reason why the reason why to, is I want to make sure that I'm not going to lose money because that's a significant don't drop. Change don't change any price. And what are you doing? Oh, the like real, here, here's why you don't do low price opportunities, which is a second option for pricing opportunities on your Amazon app. The, these people are always merchant fulfilled. Like 99% of the chance it says, I want you to drop your price to $16.99 because this person's selling it. No, I have it prime for $23.89. I guarantee if I click on this, I guarantee it's merchant fulfilled, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're going to get it whenever from some doofus in their living room. I'm the guy that pays the 40 bucks a month to be a Amazon pro, <laughs> Yeah. right? Last yep. one is fees and promotions, which very, you know, we, we get stuff there, you know, every once in a while that. Amazon will say, hey, we'll drop our fulfillment, our fee, meaning the 15% commission you pay Amazon mm -hmm. to like buy 10 points or 11 points. You've got too many of them. They want you to get rid of it. And then you just got to look at the math like, okay, well, if they're not going to take away, you know, 11% of it, which is like so-and-so dollars, I could drop it by so-and-so dollars and I could still be okay. Yep. Right? So I usually take advantage of that when it's, um, when it works, when, it, when I need to. Yeah. If it's selling no matter what, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and so the other thing is, how do you know what your threshold, uh, your pricing threshold is for each item? Now, we generally use Inventory Lab, which you'll hear us say all the time. Uh, but on Inventory Lab, it's really easy for us because we just take the item, put it into Inventory Lab. We can see how much we paid for it because it saves that information. And then we can see, okay, if we drop this price to this amount, this is what our profit will be. And so we're able to price that way. Uh, if you're really good at keeping track of things, like you have an Excel sheet for everything, then that's where you would want to um, revert to in order to see, can I sell it for this price? Yes or no. And then Amazon doesn't really have a great way for you to keep track of that because there's nowhere for you to put in how much you paid for an item. So 
you really would either have to use some kind of software to keep track of that or create an Excel sheet, I would say. Well, um, my opinion is, uh, and this just me being honest, I think that over time, you're just going to remember <laughs> what you paid for everything. I mean, the fact that you pick it up, you see the price, you scan it, you type in the price in your scanning tool, and then you get it home, you put the price in again, like what using like an inventory lab, like you're going to know that this coffee mug cost me $3.99, this toy cost me $8.99. You kind of just remember, right? And it used to be a little bit more, less now than it used to be, but if you have a small standard size item, pretty small, under a pound, and it's um, uh, usually at the rule of three, Right. Mm -hmm. So you can buy it for five, you can sell it for 15 and make $5 profit. Right. Now it's a little bit more like if you had bought it for five, you sold it for 20, you make a $5 profit. Right. Because Amazon has changed all the pricing for the better for them, <laughs> which is fine. It's their business. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, but that is kind of how it works. So you kind of look at things like, okay, I know exactly this is a really small item. Fulfillment can't be with so much. Or you can see the fulfillment fee on the Amazon inventory page. Yeah. There's two different ways on Amazon to change your pricing. It's either like pricing, the pricing tab, or which we do is manage inventory. Mm -hmm. Go to manage inventory, put on active and Amazon fulfilled or merchant if you're doing that. And then you can literally look at it and see if you're the lowest price for everything. Sometimes when I know I'm the lowest price, but I can see the numbers not moving for inventory, I, I'll drop it by a penny just because that means and eh, somebody probably has it and there's five other people have the same, same exact, exact item price. for 1999 yeah. and yeah. somebody's got more feedback to me or whatever else. So, but that's really a fast way to do it. You'll see the rank of the item. And once you get really comfortable with the ranking, you'll know that this item should move extremely fast based off that. Yep. Right. And then on the other direction too, yeah. if the item is, your item is priced well, maybe you're the lowest price. Uh, say you have really great margins on an item. It's on for $50. You only paid 10 bucks for it. And, but the rank is 400,000 in any category. And you can tell every day you check it and every day you have the same amount of this particular item. Well, you're going to want to adjust your pricing. So I would drop your pricing by $10 to get it to move. Once it starts moving, maybe you can raise it back up, but being at 400, 500, you know, thousand rank, it's not being seen as often as something that is a hundred thousand or less ranking. So just keep that stuff in mind as you're going through in pricing. Rank is important too, not just your prices because you need to know that it's being seen. If it's not being seen, then that could be why it's not being bought. It may not be your pricing at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, and that's exactly why it's re really important to make sure that you have that 100% return <laughs> on investment. Yeah. because you will have to make those adjustments as you go. And some things that you thought were home run may not be a home run, just like <laughs> some of the items we've mentioned tonight. Uh, and you know, we go through on Fridays and we give you, you know, ideas for things that you can sell, but keep in mind, like we do tell you things that where we sold it and it was only 47% return on investment or 52 or, you know, 78%. And that's the reality of the business is that you're going to go in and have to adjust your pricing. And sometimes, you may have to go where you're only making a dollar on something you thought you were going to make 20 on. And yeah. so that's just part of the game. It's better to get your money back, let you put it back into new product than just sitting around waiting and praying this item will eventually turn over and be an expensive item. And uh, you know, it, the funny thing is me and Talia, like we're not perfect. We're not doubling on everything. We're not uh, hitting a home run every time. But we, when we do break even, we really do. We, and, but we, we do it pretty quick. We don't waste time on saying, oh, well, let's just wait and this item will be good. 
let's just get rid of it, right? There and, are a few items where we'll be like, okay, we know it's going to sell at this point. But once you get to that point where you thought it was going to sell and it doesn't, yeah. that's when you have to say, okay, it's time to let it go. Yes, because long-term storage fees could really destroy any margin you had. Mm -hmm. So waiting on an item to sell for longer than like six months, we never, ever, hardly ever pay long-term storage fees because we just we refuse to, yeah. right? Because they're so high, I'd rather just sell the item at a break-even or even at a slight loss and be done with it. Or, or get it back. Yeah, or return the item back and wait until the season comes where they start being more expensive. And that's just how it is. I mean, I think it's just way smarter to do it like that, to be honest. Yeah. And maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, I mean, I think it's to his, uh, their own, right? Each their own, yeah. Each their own. Um, the next one was to wait or to drop. And we kind of started talking about that already. At what point do you decide that you're going to wait on dropping a price? <laughs> no, so a good example of this is this uh, – Say three weeks ago, I scanned an item. It was a, a, a toy. Selling for $29.99 at the store, which is a quote-unquote discount. But Amazon had it for like $39.99. Mm -hmm. Now, Talia comes home a couple days ago with like 12 of these things. <laughs> and she said, they're selling for $79.99 on Amazon now. Yeah. Right? Yep. Now, we send them in. One of them, and of course, they say, oh, great. You're going to ship these to San Diego. Or no. Oakland, California, because we just want to be a jerk, right? <laughs> yeah. So we ship all of them there, but one of them goes local. By the time that one gets local, all of a sudden, Amazon has it again. Mm -hmm. And they had 900, it's called the 999 test. You go in there at Amazon, you type in, I have, you put in 999 of how many, like that's how many you want. That way, usually they'll spit out a number and say, like, oh, there's only 200 of these in stock. Right. Right. Hopefully, they don't have like a limit of how many you can buy. So, of course, Ty hits the 9.99, and it says, okay, go ahead and buy them. <laughs> so, they had 999 of this item. But they're ranked like 3,000, mm -hmm. meaning they're probably sold that 999 that day. Yep. Probably. So, they must have because now we've sold that one for 79.99. Mm -hmm. So, I told Talia, like, I was getting mad at first. I'm like, I knew this was going to be <laughs> This price is, oh, is overinflated or whatever you want to call it. Yeah overpriced and then Italia is uh, like oh let's just send it back I'm like, let's just wait let's see if they sell out they are ranked like really high and sure enough next day gone mm -hmm. so and now we got those 12 coming in we're like come on baby hurry and get there before Amazon <laughs> gets them back right yeah <laughs> so, so yeah right so uh, so in that case we decided to wait which is a good choice uh, but then there's some choices where you know, you have had an item, just like we just talked about a minute ago, we had an item where we had had it for a few months and we waited for our, our chance, our big chance to sell this item and it never came. So we're at that point where now we're trying to decide, okay, at what point are we going to actually go ahead and drop a given or get them sent back to us? And so those are things that you have to really look at. Um, and definitely don't keep anything for more than six months. I think even six months may be too long. Mm -hmm. um, if you get, just keep looking at the same item over and over and over again, you refuse to drop your price. Um, you are going to be stuck with that item and you're going to pay fees on it and things like that where it's not necessary. So just be wise about how you decide to drop your pricing, Yeah. which kind of leads us into, well, the, oh, well I'm going to say that one thing is, Shipping an item back to you from Amazon is dirt cheap. We pay 50 like, cents. it's 50 cents an item. Yeah, yeah. So if you have an item that's very expensive, Amazon's being a jerk and like, 
you know, and Amazon, if you're listening, we love you. Don't even, I'm sorry, you're not jerks. They, <laughs> but, but you, um, they, they're just giving, they're giving great uh, offers <laughs> to the purchasers, <laughs> to the customers, to, the customers, to yeah. put people like up out of business. The, uh, but yeah, we'll send them back for 50 cents a piece yeah. instead of losing $6 each on them. And we'll hold them until, because the, what, we are, what we do have that we're talking about is very popular. They are a popular Moana product. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we should have sold them a few years ago, but mm -hmm. we still have them and we're going to sell them either way. But yeah, just, you know, no one, like no one just to send it back and hold it and put it in a closet, put it in your garage and don't look at it. Don't think about it. But <laughs> in the fourth quarter, me and Taya do not hold anything. No. Because the fourth quarter, the storage fees go up by like five times. Yep. It's like five X, whatever you paid in, uh, September, September, October is multiple of five. So don't do that. Don't, you don't want to pay that, right? It's ridiculous. Luckily, ours has been super cheap because we're so lightweight. We constantly move items. But for anybody else, forget yeah. about it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I said, we paid a $1,500 a month storage fee back, what, a year ago, yeah, two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago when we had a warehouse. Yeah. Woof. That was rough. That was painful. We are like, this can't be right. We called Amazon. We were oh, paying, no, that's right. And it was the first year that they had done that. So, so. we are paying 300 bucks a month for storage fees, but we were literally, we had almost 10,000 items there. Oh, 10,000 slow-moving items. <laughs> but you know what? They moved, and we made a lot of money. But, yeah. We had now to pay for that. We had, and we morphed, you know, mighty morphing. Yeah. <laughs> and we are now a lightweight business, which I love way better. Yes, I think we're both more happy because going through twenty, like literally, like what fourteen pages of inventory. Yeah, you know. it takes a while. <laughs> yeah, that that was where it was really hard. Yeah. So. All right, so the race to the bottom is it worth it? Um, I would have to say it depends. And so, what is the race to the bottom? The race to the bottom is where you and a couple other people are battling out to be the lowest price, right? So you drop it a penny, they drop it a penny. I'm gonna drop it five cents. No, they're gonna drop it five cents. Now I'm gonna drop it a dollar. They're gonna drop it a dollar. So it's basically the race to the bottom to the lowest point where all of a sudden everybody says, oh, that's a little too low. <laughs> um, is it worth it? It can be worth it for you if you were able to get a deal that most people weren't able to get. So say you found this item for a dollar, it's selling for 50. And this does not happen often. It can happen, but it doesn't happen often. Or you have a hookup somewhere and you're able to get this item for so cheap that your margins are so much larger than everyone else's. So in that case, yes, it's worth it for you to race to the bottom because you know that unless they're getting the same deal you are, which you probably are pretty sure they're not, then you will get the buy box because you will have the lowest price. Now, we have seen uh, situations where there the buy box is not given to the person with the lowest price because Amazon wants to make money too, I think. <laughs> and so they give the buy box to the most, I guess, uh, reasonable price. And so that's, you know, something where you have to kind of, okay, I have the lowest price, but I don't have the buy box. Jump your price back up. Or if you're making sales with that, even though you don't have the buy box, well, maybe you keep it there. So these are things that you really have to look at. Now, if you have an item that you don't have huge margins on, do you really want to be the one racing to the bottom? No, especially if it's an item that has a very uh, low rank. So it's 
ranked in the hundreds. It's Low rank means very good. Like, right, it's exactly. Gonna, it's going to flip really quick. Exactly. So it's under 100,000. Uh, generally speaking, anything under 100,000 is going to move fairly quickly. So do you need to race to the bottom if you have something ranked like that? Probably not. Uh, in most cases, it's it depends, but yes, it depends on how many the reason, yeah. sellers there, there are. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no, because that is the one thing. Like me and Tyler look like we can get. Yeah, we can get this to be a great deal. And we look and like 178 sellers. Yeah, screw that. We're not doing exactly. That. Every one of the guys got 10. You literally would never sell your item, or it would be the constant race to the bottom. Like, ah, screw it. Yep. Like we'll go head to head with Amazon any day of the week. Yep. Because they'll let us come in and sell our measly three of this when they have four billion you're right exactly right? but yeah yeah you don't want to be fighting 126 people we've seen listings where it had like 200 people on it in that case you most definitely will be racing to the bottom to sell your item and it will be a while so and it sucks it because, does suck because i mean it's a, it's an item where maybe like the item we have right now is literally something that will sell two i'm i couldn't even imagine five thousand a day Ten thousand a day. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's ranked in the top five, six hundred, always. Not thousand, five, yeah. six hundred. <laughs> Meaning, like one of the best items on Amazon, right? And there's literally a hundred plus sellers on it now. When we got there, it was way better. Yeah. And and Amazon just keeps dropping the price and dropping the price and dropping the price and dropping the price. <laughs> and now everybody's better. on there, right? So what happens? Me and Tiger might just go screw it. We'll just drop the price three cents underneath the lowest guy, and within five minutes. 10, 10, 20 more people are the exact same price. Mm -hmm. And that's a pain because all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I sold three costumes or I sold three mugs. I sold this and that. And boom, they're gone. Yep. Like you're, you're now you can't get, <laughs> you have to go back three more cents and three more cents. And all of a sudden you're like, I'll pay you $12 to buy my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll make no money. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. So there's a lot of variables when it comes to pricing and it's just really important that you look at all of them. So how many sellers are on the listing? Now, I wish there was a product or a program if you want to come out. Hey, anybody want to make this? It'd be good. Hey, where you could screw with all the sellers and literally drop yours like, okay, I only want to sell one at $5 when it's like a $15 product. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all the repricers shoot to $5 and then you only sell their one, you sell your one and then everybody else goes and sells their and crap out. They sell and, immediately. And all of a sudden, when people buy it, they're buying 15 or 20 of these because it's like such a cheap deal. Yeah. And that's what happens, right? When yeah. you, you find these really good add-on deals, whatever else, you're buying three at a time or four at a time because it's so cheap, Yeah. right? And that's, I guess that's what couponers like to do, right? Yep. But, and that's what, maybe that's a good idea, right? Get everybody <laughs> just to, all these repricers, let them eat their own, like take their own medicine and boom, lose tons of money, <laughs> right? And then you're just sitting there like, okay, you're all sold out and I can sell for 15 bucks. <laughs> You should yeah. make that. No, I'm not going to make that. I would. I know you would. All right. Then I'm going to get like a little thing. It sends them like the middle finger emoji. Oh my gosh. No. Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's plenty of things to look at. You want to look at your price, your return on investment. You want to look at your competitor's price. You want to look at how much inventory they have for that product. You want to look at, uh, what's the other thing? Um, you want to look at where everybody's priced. You want to look at where Amazon's priced. You want to look at if people have it new or used. So there's a lot of variables to look at, but they're all very important and they all play a part in how you price your items. Yeah. First, the, I mean, the main thing is how much can I buy it for? 
what is the lowest price I can sell it for FBA. You don't care about merchant fulfill unless it's that drastic of a difference, mm -hmm. right? If they're not yeah. getting the buy box, it doesn't matter what merchant fulfill offers it for. You care about the lowest prime price, right? So if I can buy this item for $6, the lowest prime price is $20 and I can make a $6 profit when I sold it at that and the ranking is good, that's what I'm gonna price it at and let's go. Sometimes me and Ty find things that go out of stock and we buy them. Mm -hmm. And the rank is terrible, but we know it's because there's nothing in stock. So when we sell things like that, there's a mug right now that <laughs> people have online for $39.99. And it's, that's excessive ridiculously yeah. excessive for yeah. a coffee mug, right? So I don't think I'd hold tight, but I'm like, yeah, I dropped it a little bit underneath that. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit too greedy. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our right as sellers. That's your call. But I mean, yeah. to say, no, I paid three ninety nine for it. So I need, you know what? I need to sell it for $8 so I can make a dollar profit. That's stupid. <laughs> That's not how business is done. Yeah. Unless you're going to sell 18 million of this one unit. Right. That's why me and Ty really don't like drop shipping like the idea of drop shipping and making a 10% margin because there's yeah. too much money being moved around for a 10% return. Yeah. We hate that. And then, you know, I, I'm a part of a group where they talk about this drop shipping all the time and, you know, they have all these issues where someone wants to return an item, but it's been past the 30 days where their, you know, <laughs> online supplier would take the item Sometimes back. Sometimes like 200 days. Yeah. yeah. Like 200, two years. I know. And then they're like, so what do I do? Like, they're going to leave me bad feedback if I don't take this return back. And it was a $3,000 item and I made, you know, they made 10%. They made so 300 bucks two years ago. 300 bucks two years ago. And now if they don't accept this return, they're going to get, bad feedback, which could screw their account. So like, these are the things that, you know, generally we don't really have to deal with because majority of our items are merchant fulfilled. Uh, every right. item that FBA we, fulfilled. I'm sorry, FBA fulfilled. And then anything that we do merchant fulfill, we have on hand, you know, we don't have to worry about and our margin is ridiculous. And our margins really good. We try not to get things that, you know, our margins are. We'll terrible. ship anything ourselves. We're not scared of that. I mean, everything from eBay, I ship, I ship myself and I enjoy it. Yeah. Every time it's like cash, yep. it's like ringing the cash register, taking money. We love it. But yeah, we don't want to, we don't have to. Yeah, obviously. It's, we want, it's, it's a little great. more work. That's but. the whole beauty of Amazon. We're like, they do all the shipping, fulfilling. That's so great. Mm -hmm. They got the customers. That's even better. We don't have to go find them yep. and say, please buy my stuff. And <laughs> that's why, you know, they are probably the best opportunity for anybody that wants to get in business today. Yep. For, I mean, anybody that's whatever. And I mean, I don't want to go on too much of a rant, but really an FBA business is the easiest thing to start up your own online business, home-based business out there. That's right. Period, case closed. There's nothing even close to it. Yep. Really isn't. Really isn't, yeah. <laughs> not Roden and Fields, not Amway, not... Miriam. Miriam, not Mary Kay, not Avon, not any Beachbody or Lulu Road. There's nothing even close because it's the cheapest thing to get going today and start <laughs> making money today. Yeah. Can't do that anywhere else. Nope. You cannot. All right, guys. So I think we've given you a lot of information on pricing. Uh, the um, last thing is uh, to not worry about pricing is to start your own private label product. Yeah. <laughs> and there, well, do you have to worry about pricing? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, well, how do you, Ty, we want to start our own uh, widget. Uh, here we go. A mattress company today. What will we do? 
well, we have a couple of tools that we utilize from um, Jungle Scout. Yeah. And well, just say we already know the product sells good. It's a similar okay. product to a um, purple mattress or yeah. Casper mattress or one of these foamy, whatever. Yeah. So we want to price something uh, that is similar to what we have. And then if we can have a lower price than them, great. If we can add something to it to make it better and have a higher price than them, great. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are things that we look at. And, and then once it gets there, you know, we're going to drop our price low enough to where it looks like a great deal, but it's not super cheap looking. Um, and people will start buying it. Once they start buying it, we can slowly raise our price up, raise it up, raise it up till we get to the point where we want to be. Um, once that price is where we want to be, we just keep an eye on it. You know, things slow down, drop your price a little bit, mm -hmm. raise it back up. It is a daily thing that we look at when it's, you know, comes to our private label product. Yeah. So like if, if Casper and, uh, or purple or one of these mattress companies has a king size mattress for nine ninety nine, I'm just going to make it up. Right. And we know we're buying it for 300 shipped to the door, including fulfillment fees, everything through Amazon. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're also and they sell for nine ninety nine, but, uh, you know, we're going to make hopefully double our money on that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's a big, well, it's a big, it's a lot of variables to that big item. Right. But we just know that, okay, if they're selling for $9.99, we're going to make a bit. There's two different ways you can go. You can be a bit, the same basically product, right. better value, cheaper. Right. Or you can be a superior product or market yourself as a superior product, even though you're the same. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's two different, like me and our partner, um, Rick, we always go back and forth about this because he wanted, when he launched all these new products, he wanted to sell them high instead of market them low and then move up. What did we and we were selling them at a higher price point. We weren't selling enough for Amazon to see the footprint, mm -hmm. right? The whole point is a footprint. I mean, you can have one footprint or you can have a bunch, meaning you sell one a day at this high price and be happy that you're making profit, or you sell 15 and you show you trade it all over this, the floor, right? Right. And that's how I, I talk about the Amazon footprint, meaning you left a dent when you left, right? Mm -hmm. You step on a car hood with one foot, jump off, eh, probably pretty good. You jump on that bad boy 15 times, you're going to notice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the way we looked at it. So when we launched our product, and this is kind of a little bit different talk, but um, we basically launched it at a break even with marketing. So with marketing, we lost money. Mm -hmm. $19.99 was our, our real price is what, like $37.99. Yeah. Uh, that's where we kind of want to shoot for, but we're happy to double our money at $32.99. Mm -hmm. So we launched this product for $12.99. I mean, $19.99. And on Black Friday, and boom, goes to the roof. Starts selling a ton of them. And we sell out a batch, like 60, 70 of these. And then we sell, we move the price back up to $24.99. Doesn't slow down anything. We raise it to $28.99. Doesn't slow down anything. Now we're at $32.99, and we're selling more today at like a doubling, making double, we're doubling our money. Yeah. With marketing. And we don't, with, uh, without having to worry about marketing and all that too, at the same price. We're making, we're selling more today than we were then. Yeah. In at a higher, well, much higher price, right? 50% oh, yeah. increase. Oh yeah. So yeah, best way to not have to worry about pricing and going, raising to the bottom and all that crap. Create your own product. Create your own product. So we're definitely going to talk about that in the new year in detail. I think a lot of stuff we want to talk about and we have wrote down a bunch of topics for it and we'll, we'll figure out whether, 
Yeah. Okay. We got everything set. I got all the topics written down until like the first, like, uh, I think January 4th. After that, we need to talk about launching a private label product, how we did it, launching uh, an eBay business from scratch and how, what we're going to do. And probably how to, I mean, starting and launching a retail arbitrage business from scratch. And at that point we should have a course open. So if anybody wants any handholding, um, we'll have that available for you. Yeah. I'm excited right. about that. Um, we can't wait to help you guys uh, continue to move your businesses forward. Just getting started. We'd love to help you with that as well. And, you know, you know, guys, we, we work really hard. We're excited to share this information with you. And we hope that you are working hard, too, and getting a lot of good information from us. So thank you for listening. Yeah, there's a lot of different ideas on this one podcast here about pricing. A lot of different uh, angles. In there, and you might, not, you might not agree with all of them. But we're just going and telling you our opinion based off experience. Yeah, the four years of doing this and the fourth, fourth quarter, fourth successful fourth quarter we're having only on the 9th of December right now. Yeah. We're this already chalked up as, you know, success. a knockout, you know, yeah. for second K knockout. And um, we're happy. So go ahead and check this episode out. Hopefully study it. If you have any questions, please go ahead and email us. Yeah. Uh, we'd love for you guys to leave a review. It really would help us. And uh, if you really get anything else, episode, please share it with your friends. One thing we want to do in the fourth, uh, I'm sorry, fourth quarter, mm -hmm. the uh, year of 2019 is figure out how to get in front of more people. We yep. want it because I honestly think that over almost what 94 episodes that we've done here, I think 96 actually, uh, anybody can listen to what we got here, not purchase any courses, not purchase anything, not do any YouTube stuff. You literally have everything you need here to get going and have a profitable online business this year. Yep. Like literally no, everybody can take what we taught them and take a couple hundred bucks in January. And all of a sudden you have a hundred thousand dollar business by the end of the year. That's right. That, period case close. Yeah. So share this with your friends and have a great. Take care guys. Love you. See you on Friday. Bye.